Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another edition of Citizen Reporter. This is a podcast, an independent program being produced by one particular human with help from voices all over the world, some of them live in the studio, some of them out there, wherever they may be. Uh, my name is Mark Fonseca Renderu. Some people on the internet know me as Bicycle Mark. It's shorter and sometimes easier to remember in this life filled with information. It's hard to remember everything. But one thing I won't soon forget is my experience at the V4C gathering, Video for Change. Many of you heard the most previous episode. If you haven't, I recommend you go back and listen. Today, we take a deeper dive into the topics, into the stories present at V4C this year. Uh, many of the people present were either indigenous or from indigenous communities or working with indigenous communities throughout the continent of Africa, some people even beyond the continent of Africa. And I got to spend time with many of them and listen and ask questions and talk and share ideas. And it was wonderful. Uh, and one of the things that I loved, it's not always the things you do in the formal uh, schedule of a conference or of a gathering, but among the things I really loved was the evening on this beautiful estate in South Africa, surrounded by mountains. When that cold air would come in in the evening, people would get bundled up and we would put a fire on in the fireplace. And though many people were tired or busy with other things, there was a small group of us that would gather and discuss life and thoughts on why things are as they are, share stories of family, work, simple ideas, complex ideas. And one of my favorite evening conversations was with today's guest. And I'm really excited to have this entire episode to listen to Gilo Catello and learn about life in northern Kenya and what is happening there. So join me now and let's go to that conversation. Babaro, nagendi badada, dado. That is how I uh, introduce, uh, greet. Generally, it's a greeting from my home area. What's the mother tongue? Uh, Borana speaker, but I'm a Gabra. Hello, I am Gilo Catello uh, from Kenya, uh, specifically from northern part of Kenya, uh, you know, bordering uh, uh, Ethiopia. Uh, Sudan and Somalia. Yeah. So I live in the extreme part of actually the only true desert in Kenya called Chalbi Desert. Okay. In the extreme, yeah. you know, harsh, arid and semi-arid environment. Yeah, so arid and semi-arid. So if people right. are trying to imagine what your home, because it's always tricky, right? People think some know Kenya or right. know something about Kenya. Right. But what do they think of? Maybe Nairobi. Right. right? City. City, yeah. yeah. I often tell people, like, they say, oh, Kenya, what that's, what's that like? And I only know Nairobi. So I right. say, well, it's, it's busy. Right, right, and right. the buildings are pretty oh, 
at all. And it's, no. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When you go to Kenya, you know, many people actually, the way you said it uh, correctly, yeah. they only understand Nairobi. Nairobi is just a city like any other city in Western world or in any other city in Africa. But uh, for some of us, we are born and brought up in a nomadic community. Nomads, you understand nomads? Yeah. Nomads are people who move with their livestock from one place to another, you know, and uh, using camel as a beast of burden. And I, I remember those times when I was in school and I would go to all the way to, you know, in a, s a small town to my, for my secondary education or pre uh, primary education. When I go home, I, don't, I cannot find my home. They have already moved. <laughs> It's that remote, you know, you go to another village, they say, all last season they were here, I think they have migrated far away, far away, and you keep walking. Yeah, and it's a normal... Uh, it's a normal lifestyle, yeah. very simple, well, it's a frugal lifestyle. Jilo, this, this lifestyle that you described from when you were a child, <coughs> right. how different is it today from what it was when you were, when you were a oh, child? Oh, yeah, um, it has changed uh, a great deal, you know. When I, I was born in a nomadic family, generally, my father and mother and also grandfather um, used to move with their uh, livestock from one place to the other in search of water, pasture. Yeah. And even though, you know, there is hardship, they have been enjoying their lifestyle. Mm. It's very beautiful. There is rain. All the, you know, they can predict their rains. They know the dry season. Yeah. They know where to graze during dry season. Yeah. They know where to go during rainy season. And they are really living in compatibility with the environment. And uh, they started some music. Let's okay. move. Okay, all right. Let's go inside. You know, northern Kenya, for example, my father, for example, when from the time when I was young, he used to keep livestock like camel, cattle, goats. And they are, you know, I must say they have been in plenty. Yeah. You know, milk is in plenty, meat is in plenty. And he used, he brought up his children. Even my great-grandfather brought up his children, you know, in a pretty simple way, without yeah. any problem, without any challenges. Nowadays, I'm telling you, we are, we are no longer moving. Most of, majority of the people who migrate from one place to the other, mm -hmm. who are pastoralists, who are nomads, now they are sedentarized. Okay. Reason is because, you know, they, because of roads, you know, they can no longer access what, they, you know, those areas, you know, those grazing zones, those rangelands they used to access. You They're know, not, not development, the name, you know, the word development has come in. Mm -hmm. Their lifestyle has completely changed. Mm -hmm. Although they have maintained their culture somehow, mm -hmm. you know, they still have their culture. They still build their traditional houses. They still keep uh, those livestock, but they no longer move now. You know, everything is, uh, they need move vehicle to move. They need to uh, go to town, you know, everywhere is town coming up, uh, cropping from one, uh, one area, there's a town cropping up, there's a center coming up. So they no longer move freely hmm. within their rangeland. Hmm. Now they are settled and sedentary. So that is a great change for them. It, it's, it's, it's not great in, in, a, in a way that it's good. It's, it's, they have no option, you know? Yes. They are forced to, to sedentarize, to settle permanently, although they are building their temporary shelters still.
it's an interesting thing, like when you say it's a, it's a great change, not great, like yeah. happy great. All right. Because initially you, you explained, you know, in the days when you were a child and before, right. there was a, a harmony. Right, harmony with nature. How does that look today when you go there? I mean, harmony with nature, are people who, who for, for whom harmony with nature was important, it was essential. Right. Now? Now, let me say, um, the truth is climate change. Ah, crazy. Climate change is, is real. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just to a, confirm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, you that's my argument. You know, yeah. the climate change has been there for us. Mm-hmm. We have been living in those deserts, and uh, in any case, we have survived. We have been very resilient mm-hmm. in our environment. That resilience has really been broken, you know, because by that time, you know, you move from one oasis, one well, to the other. And all those wells, you understand the well, when I say wells, the wells are located in a strategic location within our rangelands. The animals can move from one well to the other strategically. There's a, a zone for grazing during dry season. There's zone for cattle. There's zone for camel. There's zone for goats. There's zone for the young ones of those animals. You see, the, the land has been partitioned in a way because they have this knowledge over time. This knowledge has been passed from generation to generation, and they know how to graze it and how to live with them within the environment. But the development has come in. There's mega, you know, huge roads, highways. You know, highways is coming in from Kenya all the way to Ethiopia, passing through this huge rangeland. You see? Yeah. There's centers coming in. There's Chains of borehole dug along this uh, main highway, Great Northern Road, they say. Boreholes. Boreholes. For, for... Boreholes, because they are, you, when they are constructing roads, the China, you know, China's. Yeah. Now they have to, these companies, yeah. they have to dig boreholes, make water, you know, sunk borehole along this highway. Yeah. And this highway has really... You know, the community now see water, so they concentrate in this uh, around this bowl, yeah. and the area have been overgrazed completely. Yeah. The rotational traditional method of grazing has been destroyed. The traditional governance, governance, you know, traditional governance of range management is gone. The traditional institution has been broken down by the development. You know, you no longer have generational kind of knowledge transfer. Even the culture, generally, has also, you know, the culture is slowly, slowly being eroded by Mm -hmm. this modernity. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot of challenges nowadays coming in. When it comes to climate change, there's, uh, we have development when it comes to highways and and things being built. Um, But in in climate also, uh, what kind of changes do you see? Yeah, correct. Um, First of all, I, I, I must say that uh, when I, because I work for a culture organization called Kivlini Trust, mm. Kivlini Trust actually work with community in support of their, uh, their, uh, their culture so that community can actually sustain their culture. We support different ceremonies. We support rituals. We support community to teach their young ones 
you know, they are, they, we work within 14 ethnic community in Northern Kenya, you know, such a diverse community, Northern Kenya. We, in all this community, we try to, 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 to support community, work with them, and so that we have small culture schools. Yes. Although culture school is not inculcated in the curriculum of the government, but we think the, the, the culture and the way of life, their system of governance is disappearing. And uh, so the cultural so school the, teaches. The, the, so we are, we are supporting these informal schools where, cult, where children are taught, yeah. by, uh, you know, by, by groups, different groups within community. And we are, we, are, we are also supporting elders to come together during festivals, you know, to come and dis make a decision to talk and all this. So these are just some of the things because we want to revive uh, this traditional indigenous knowledge. Okay, to come to your point, um, you ask, how, what changes do you see? Uh, why do you say specific. climate specific? No. Um, if I have been asking these elders when I do my, my normal work of culture, you know, and I said, what, do you see changes? They say, yes, there are major changes. Mm. And you ask them, what kind of change? They will say, look, we used to predict rains. We used to say, okay, this month it's going to rain. Nowadays we can't predict. We used to say that this uh, season is coming maybe after some months and so we migrate. Mm -hmm. Nowadays we are not able to migrate or move because we don't know where rain is going to come and when it's, it's going to come. There are huge, you know, drought in terms of water. You know, all the wells and uh, which used to have water, you know, it's dried. It, yeah. it has dried up completely. The, this, the, 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 the temperature for them, you know, how they say this, nowadays the sun is too hot for us. This is That's in a place say. that we always yes. had sun. Yeah, <laughs> they, had, they have had the sun for, for their lifetime. Yeah. But they say, hey, it's nowadays it's, it's really hot. It's really, really hot. Yeah. That's what they will say. You know, this is it's a knowledge from... And a uh, long time ago, the, you know, the uh, community will say, okay, the vegetation used to grow, and we know there are seeds, at least in the, in the soil. There's vegetation, which this type of plant is going to grow this time in this area. Nowadays they are saying they don't know what is going to even to grow sprout from the soil. Mm. Nothing. They say there's different type of plant coming with invasive plants, or maybe different type of plant that they have never seen. Then mm -hmm. lush vegetation, nice vegetation that they used to, uh, I mean, graze their livestock is not there. Mm. So the issue of water scarcity, the issue of unpredictability, yeah. So among so many other things that they are, they are really saying. But for us, for somebody like me who maybe you have had an opportunity to go to school, yes. I can really see that the challenges of climate change is, is becoming uh, real. Yeah. Because if you look at, uh, for example, in the desert, the wind storm, a strong wind, storms, yeah. you know, this cyclone is becoming too much. And the wind just completely break this traditional house down, which have been very strongly designed. 
over time. Years, they yeah. have survived in that environment. Nowadays, it's just always phew, a whole village phew, down. Yeah. Why these changes? I don't know. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rain, even if it rains, it's, it's not the much that we used to in terms of quantity. Yeah. Has reduced a great deal as well. No, it, it, and, and, and it's just, you know, showers here and there. And sometimes it becomes a huge flood. Right. So you get too much of what oh, you need. Oh, too much. Yeah. And the whole, and they are like, eh, there's a problem. This is the balance problem. that you describe exactly. is completely Completely out of- gone. Mm-hmm. That, that happy community who used to, you know, exist with their name and sing and dance. and all, Now coupled with this mega project coming, they're going to boom. The graders, you know, and there are also potential projects which are coming, which is government projects and community actually who have room within that uh, uh, range land and with the potential impact of this uh, bigger project, because this mega project will come. When it comes, those community, particularly the pastoral community, are not going to benefit. You know why? They will use the, the, the road. But the person who is going to build petrol station, you know, businesses, yeah. are who? Are rich from Nairobi, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Why? It, the fruit is there of the projects, yeah. of the mega, of the projects. But the fruit is too high for them mm. to reach. Mm. And the, 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 it's not a longing yeah. for them. It's not made for them. It's made for... Yeah. Exactly. You described even, uh, and I didn't know about this, uh, wind... Wind. wind farm wind farm huge wind farm is, which is, is, is often talked about like wind energy good for exactly. the world let me tell you something for example we have a cable coming from Ethiopia cable cable you know these electrical cables yeah. you know this the, yeah. all the way to and adding to the national grids that is a lot uh, of power that is power isn't it yeah. but that power does not benefit the community who the whole it, 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 it transvers a huge range land yeah. all the way to Nairobi and adds to the grid, yeah. and yet they don't have power. It's is it is it right? Yeah. You see, it's it's passing it, right it's under passing you. It's passing right under you. Yeah. Your camo is just walking under. <laughs> this, you know, all you get is just game, uh, the animals getting entangled in that wire, and, and yeah. you know, it's it's. So the wind. Look at the wind and wind wind farms. Even the wind farms should be a good thing. Could be a good thing, you know. Yeah. But who is going to benefit? Are they? Are they the local community? Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot to be desired in terms of. So you can be a people who, on your land or right next to your land, there's a wind farm, there's a cable, and you have no electricity. Exactly. Because you know the cable, for example, pass in one of my small village around just close to. In the name of compensation, the, of the, the company we are saying, oh, we compensated. What kind of compensation? You see? Because most of the northern Kenya, actually, land are trust land. You know what it means? If it's a trust, trust land, it's protected. Exactly. It stays... is the, the person, I mean, the land is, 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 is the community use the land. But the person who has the mandate and authority is the national or county government. For now, in our law, it's county government. The person with the jurisdiction to give out the land, you know, and the good news is that we have this Community Land Act, which is coming. Okay. Yeah. This Community Land Act is a, is a, uh, has been passed. 
is a community land act 2016. Mm -hmm. they, at least this trust land, group representative ranches in Samburu and also like Kipia and all these areas are going to be now community owned land. If it is implemented, but I'm doubting the implementation because of it has been so slow. Yeah. Because the moment the community register those lands and are given title deeds, then what happened? The government and the you know will not get an opportunity. They must compensate justly. Yeah. So this process must be dragged so that the community, unless all the bigger projects mm. get finished or they complete those mega projects. Yeah. So a lot of challenge for this pastoral community, particularly nomads. Yeah. yeah? It, it makes and the hunter and gatherers and fisher folks, yeah. Elmolo community, for example, mm -hmm. who have lost their language. The wind farm that you, we are talking about is right at their doorstep. Yeah. They have fair challenges already. Or they have no language. They are, the lake, in, for example, Lake Turkana, where they fish, is completely overfished. Mm -hmm. You see, by completely overfish by the external, uh, you know, people coming from far with huge machine motorboats, mm -hmm. and yet they have just a simple raft. Yeah. Why can't the government, you know, come up with a community conserved area for them, mm. where they can say, okay, we'll fish from here, we'll protect this zone, and they have lived in on that on those islands over years, you know, yeah. since time immemorial. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so the thing is, the local indigenous community must be protected, must be supported, and also empowered to gain access from this development, so-called development. Right. Right. Yeah, because one of the things I wonder about, and when we, we have some indications from what you're describing, is who are the allies? Because when I when I listen to you know, anything related to the Kenyan government, I think, okay, the Kenyan government is not an ally of indigenous peoples in many of these situations. Okay, so we can't count on them. Right. Uh, local government... This is county government. County now. government, I'm not sure, right. from what you've described, okay. should be on the side of indigenous people, but maybe isn't, mm -hmm. right? So I'm, I'm thinking in my head, who... Are the allies because you need friends, right? You need help uh, to to let's call it a battle, right? right. To win this battle, to right. preserve your culture, right. to preserve your 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 home. Right. But who are the the allies? Um, the thing is, uh, for sure, the government, Kenyan government, have good laws, and in, in the, our constitution, actually, the preamble of it, mm -hmm. you know, acknowledges the indigenous people. Okay. All the laws are there. Preambles are always the, the nicest part. Now, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It okay. acknowledges the indigenous people, diversity and all this. Yeah. However, that is just a document. Mm. And when that document is not applied, it becomes what? It becomes just a document. Yeah. It's a show. It's a show. Yeah. The county government, you know, this devolution is good. Okay. We are devolved. Now... The services have been cl brought closer to people now. Okay. Right. okay. We have counties. However, the counties, you hear it all the time. There are lot of, lots and lots of corruption. I must say. You see? Yeah. Yeah. The services does not reach, do not reach the right people. Because most of this community cannot even decide what kind of project they they actually won't because nobody engages. There's no proper 
proper and holistic participation. Yeah. The project is them. just boom, brought yeah. to them. Yeah. So you're asking who is the Alice of this indigenous community? Oh, hmm. I think it's very hard because, of course, there are people, there are supporters, there are, there are people who, you know, have that heart. There are all kinds of supporters, you know, whether international bodies, human rights bodies, mm. you know, there are UN bodies, there are funders, mm. you know, who support the cause, the struggle of these civil societies. The, all these bodies need to strengthen, mm. need to really strengthen the cause the different civil society are pursuing. Because the services that the governments, for example, the government of Kenya has done, uh, of course, it's a bit, but that does not mean that they have done enough. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. So indigenous people are still, still in a big problem. So the only thing that will help them is for them to form a formidable force and sort of alliance and hold each other's hand and say we are working together. Yeah. And there's need to, for them to have a platform to air their views, to air out their issues. Yeah. Those platforms are, might be there, but it's not brought closer to them. Yeah. So how can we, you know, there must be people who will speak on behalf of this community. Whether they're activists, whether they're civil societies, and these people also need support from anywhere, from well-wishers, mm -hmm. from human rights, uh, uh, I mean, human rights bodies, from UN, yeah. Yeah, and from international uh, government who think that the cause they are pursuing is worthwhile. Mm. Right. So there are allies, but they they need strength. They need strengthening. They right. need yeah yeah, right. yeah yeah. You said something the other night which I I enjoyed a lot, and it's not even a matter of enjoyment. It's um, it's seemingly over and over again we see this evidence. Right. You know, development project. Right. Community pushed out, displaced, arrested, All the time. killed. Terrible things that right. happen to people. Groups of people. Um. And 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 then behind, what's the project? Oh, it's a it's for people to be able to hunt from whatever place. Uh, it's for people to build a thing. Um, and you said, you talked about a religion. <laughs> right, right, right. You know? And right. that religion is this profit. And the religion is money can be made. Religion of development. Yeah. Right. And it's spread all over. It's, <laughs> you know what kills the world is, you understand it better than I do. The capitalism. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, Indigenous African community has never been capitalist society. So they, they are communal. Mm -hmm. you, uh, you understand? Yeah. There are people who, when they get, you know, for example, in one of my mother language uh, um, uh, proverbs, we say, Tafi Wolingan Kutachalam. You know what it means? Tafi is a flea. If you are to eat a flea, if you are, can share, it, it, you can at least have two bites. Each and each of you can have two bites from that flea. Okay. It, it really encourages the principle of sharing. Mm. The principle of, you know, that this wealth is enough for all of us. Mm -hmm. The nature, you know, within this nature, there's food, plenty for us. We can share. Mm. 
But the idea of capitalism and manage uh, and development, development mm -hmm. has really killed the world generally. Yeah. Yeah. And that gospel is what is going to, you see, even globally, what are you seeing? People protesting all over. Yeah. Why are they protesting? Because this religion Eviction, is... Uh, what is yeah, it? Extinction yeah. what? Yeah, ext Extinction Rebellion. Extinction <laughs> Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. are going to go extinct. Yeah. And the only solution is to go back to the indigenous way of life. Balance. That is a, the <laughs> balanced <laughs> way of life. <laughs> Otherwise, I think it's philosophical, but the best life to live is an average life. It's not too extreme. Anyway, yeah. not too poor that you are not sure of your breakfast. Not too extreme, not yeah. too rich. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. just an average life could be the best life yeah. that we ought to live, all of us. I love it. I want to <laughs> hold on to that, uh, Gilo. I love, I love these conversations. There, there's so much more, but some of it is just for us. Right. <laughs> some of it we share with <laughs> the audience. Right. Um, I do. Uh, I wish you both in recording and in real uh, off recording life. Right. Uh, great success with your work in terms of um, accomplishment and, right. and keep doing what you're doing. You have right. the, the spirit that I think the world needs. Uh, I take some of that with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keep the spirits up. You know, you said the other day, yeah. uh, there's a lot of discussion here about the struggle. Right. And there's a lot of sadness, tragedy. Right. Uh, and you said, um, you know, there's achievements and, and good stories. Success too. stories. Success stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In everything that you do. Yeah. You, if you, you always need to start with the success stories. You always need to start with achievement. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it makes your heart happy. Yeah. Because, fun. yeah, it sets the pace that you, <laughs> oh, at least I'm not sad. You start yeah. with happiness, and then you, you can say now the challenges that you face. Because it's always amid all the troubles, all the issues, I must say, that uh, something good is going to to come out. Because I can see effort globally, you know. I can see effort even in Kenya, you know, effort of conservation, effort of supporting ind uh, indigenous community. Community are being supported at least in uh, somehow. Mm -hmm. You will see at least devolution is already an indicator, you know, at least decentralization of the service, bringing down those services closer to community. However, it's not done in the right way, transparent and accountable way. Yeah. But like, it has been brought closer. Right. It's like a step in a right direction. A right direction. But you, not enough steps. Or exactly. Not, not enough steps. Because yeah. Yeah. still, the governance is not, it's not uh, right. Yeah. So amid all this, you know, and the education is, 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 is doing a magic. Although in my, uh, for example, for, for the work that I do of culture, yeah. education is also one of the major challenges. Right, I was thinking of, that too. Right? Uh, education, and actually religion and education, yeah. is a major barrier mm -hmm. to communities sustaining their culture. Because right, you push a certain exactly. agenda that is not right. of the community, right? You because, push an education. This because is... for religious, whether you are Christian or Muslim, you know, Islam, there are mosques... There are churches everywhere. Mm -hmm. The community which used to practice their culture, the African religion, yeah. and now all, you know, going back, their knowledge and everything has disappeared. Has disappeared completely. Education. Mm 
Children are going to cities. They are going to cities. Youths are going to cities. They have forgotten their language. They have forgotten their culture. There's no transfer of knowledge from elders to young generation. Of course, there is even breakdown of institution already mm -hmm. because there is of intrusion of politi politicians into the sacred assemblies and systems. Disintegration because, of, because you want to win certain votes, for example, in elections. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, there's a big problem, yeah. challenges. But we are not going losing up. We always, when you are struggling, you are struggling because you know that you will at least, at least make a change in your society. Right. Right. Jilo, I'm going to pause it there. Thank you. Thank you so much. And let's please meet again soon, I hope. I am looking forward. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. First there was mom's voice and I... Some final notes on today's program. I mean, what can you add to such a wonderful, passionate, honest, fun voice and thinker uh, like Gilo Cotello? I would mention Kivolini Trust, which he mentioned, KivoliniTrust.org, K-I-V-U-L-I-E. Nitrust.org to learn more about the kind of work and the place and the people that Gilo has been discussing today. It's an amazingly vast area. I wonder if I will get there one day. Um, I wonder how things will progress. There's hope, but there's also a tremendous amount of loss. And as we discussed, the vanishing of culture, the disappearing of traditions. What does it all mean and what can we do? One thing that Gilo teaches me is the idea of getting together, talking, sharing, helping one another. I think that's something many of us can contribute to. I know I'm trying. That will do it for today's program. Once again, big thank you to Gilo Catello, the V4C. What a wonderful experience. There will be more recordings from that gathering coming for the next few weeks. I hope you stick with us. I hope you're enjoying. By all means, go look up the Chalbi Desert. Go look up Northern Kenya. It's fun. It's fun to learn about, to look at photos, to read about. You don't have to buy a ticket or or you know, do all kinds of things just to get there. We can learn about it without disturbing that place. Uh, we'll mention citizenreporter.org. That's the website for this here podcast. You can find this program in any podcast playing directory, any app. You can find it. It's easy. It's out there. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, yeah. And music on today's podcast was by Sparrow Recording for our theme song. And of course, the wonderful neighbor for our closing music. Until next time, I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro. See ya.
Waiting. 